Hey team, welcome to the off-season. The off-season is an exploration of athletic health, recovery, and performance told through stories of athletes and their medical and training team. I hope you enjoy. Now for a quick but mandatory medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of naturopathic medicine or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. Use of this material is at user's own risk. Listeners should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical conditions they may have and should seek assistance from their trusted healthcare professional for any condition. This podcast does not speak on behalf of naturopathic medicine and does not represent the views of the profession as a whole. Episode seven, guys, this one is wild. I'm sitting down with Brad Sullivan, who is an MMA fighter, and we get into all about his recovery. He's doing the Wim Hof breathing. He's doing cold showers. Uh, We talk about so much there, and he also gives us a little bit of insight as to what it would be like in a maximum security prison in solitary confinement for 11 months. Stay tuned. Hey, Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me and my family here. Yeah, the whole crew is in here. Got the whole crew. We've got Tenley, we've got Jax, and we have my beautiful wife, Tara Lynn. Tara Lynn is the queen of meal plans and she getting everything is. done for you. It's just amazing. Everything in general, right? What a support not just, network, hey? Not just meal plans, just everything. She gets the groceries, she cleans all my stuff, and just gets me ready for life, right? I love it. Make sure that I get up in the morning and put one foot in front of the other, pretty <laughs> much, right? It's difficult, hey? It can be. Yeah. I need one of her as well in my life, I Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. <laughs> For $49.95 <laughs> a we'll month. We'll rent her out. <laughs> That's it, right? Hilarious. Yeah. So we just did a couple of injections with you. Do you want to tell us, like, your injury and we'll... Okay. So I like to call it a progressive injury because, you know, I have injuries everywhere all the time. But uh, this particular one, um, two, sorry, is in my ankles. I think I have weak ankles. (laughs) So I was just, since my last fight uh, in June of 2019, I found that I ended up having like a foot injury on my right foot. So I couldn't really run or anything like that. So I've been doing a lot of biking, things of that nature, right? Just low impact cardio while I still kick and stuff. (laughs) I don't know if that really makes sense, but um, (coughs) that was pretty much the only cardio I was doing impact with that foot right um so then after not running for a while started to run a little bit and then i kind of just kicked it into high gear out of nowheres as as i do right (laughs) it's like you know what i've been running for a week i think i'm good to go (laughs) and um i just started i bought a skipping rope and i started skipping aggressively like 30 minutes a day and then just went on like a mad dash and did hill sprints, came back, did double unders mixed with skipping for like 10 minutes straight. And then I was a mess, <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I started feeling it later on that day. And I was like, oh man, like I, I honestly, I, I have uh, one of my best friends ruptured his Achilles tendon, right? Um, he's a professional boxer as well. Joey Laviolette, he's a Canadian champion right now, but he uh, he had a setback from that. He ruptured his Achilles tendon, so I was very, you know, aware of uh, that injury and, and what can happen, right? So as soon as it happened, like anything else, I just, well, I message you and I message Dr. Warren right away. Dr. Warren never responds <laughs> as he does, guy. right? So of course, no, absolutely he is, right? So um also terrible on his phone right <laughs> so <laughs> you got a new one lately <laughs> that's it that's it yeah so i um i got a hold of you guys and uh, i i really just nursed it for i think i was in sydney because i was working away for the last month and a bit but um this was like i think maybe a week before i was due to come back so <clears throat> and in you know typical fashion warren wasn't stressed about it he's like no no here's what i want you to do it's all good okay did you hear this did you hear that you know i didn't hear pop i didn't hear anything like that right so i just started doing what he was telling me to and luckily i was working at the um the coast guard college so i had access to their pool their bikes and everything like that kind of access (laughs) the the guy that uh the guy that uh we got the contract from he's just a gem he's like listen 
I'm not going to say anything if you don't say anything, right? Go to the gym, do your thing. If they tell you to leave, you know, well, then just kind of, you know, oh, sorry about that. So, but no, I I got to swim in. I got to do some low impact cardio and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I got back and got it checked out and everything was okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Tenley. Hi. (laughs) So then I (coughs) went back to work and I did something to the other ankle. Because why not, right? Yeah, you got to balance it out, right? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, trying to run out of feet to hobble on, right? <laughs> it was, oh, it was pathetic. <laughs> I was just, like, I was hobbling from my right foot, and then I was wrestling. We were practicing, and um, a buddy had a gut wrench on me, which is kind of, he ends up getting my back from behind and wrenching, gut wrenching around my, my, my stomach, obviously, my gut, and went to lift me up. I tied my leg in behind his leg, as you do, <laughs> and he fell over, and we fell over together, and that time I heard some pretty violent pops. So um, that one was terrifying, even more so than the other one, because <coughs> I felt it right away, and I felt it in my Achilles tendon, mm-hmm. of course, right? Like, it's just, so, so that was terrifying. My ankle just kind of, it didn't swell up, though but my ankle was very sore, mm-hmm. right? So, um, again, I message you guys, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I don't even know what I'd do without you guys in my corner, right? I just have to be like, hey. Is this going to be okay? <laughs> I'd message my wife. She'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I messaged, and, you know, Warren was away on vacation. I came in um, a few days later. When I was getting back, we were finished up at the Coast Guard and uh, got in to see Ryan there, who was excellent. And um, yeah, he was just like, no, nothing's tore. Everything's good. So it's, um, you know, you rolled it pretty good. And the ankle can pop violently before anything really bad happens, right? Like uh, permanent type of things, right? So Mm -hmm. I was kind of blessed there again. But uh, I think I think a lot of it has to do with the food that you eat and, and the way you treat yourself too, right? Like, 100%, yeah. <coughs> like I'm big into, like if we're, if, if at our house we eat, you know, bad for a couple of days, I'm just like, oh, I'm on a binge, right? <laughs> like It's over. <laughs> that's it. I'm just like, oh man, the, the world's ending, right? You guys taking off? Okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> Turkey, I love you. Bye, Ten. Bye. Okay, I'll see you later. so cute yeah Uh, so 100 percent right like the way you eat and the way you um train and the recovery processes that you take like we have the best conversations in here all the time because whatever podcast i listen to you're right on there and like ask me questions about all this sort of stuff so it's it's sweet to um to hang with you and it's so fun to like uh record some of this because i think there's going to be some stuff that we talk about that not everyone is incorporating uh into the routine for sure for sure so for your uh achilles we just injected it with prolotherapy and for the people listening um yes there was no tear here but i think what we're looking for is an expedited healing process because you have some fights coming up hey yeah definitely um well right now we're um i'm like the king of short notice fights like (laughs) it's 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 terrible um we're waiting to hear and i'm also dieting for uh fight march 13th right not sure if it's gonna happen happen. (laughs) maybe yes maybe no I'm just kind of at the the place in my uh, professional career where it's uh, for a person that's coming off their debut or into their debut, I'm not really an appetizing look and someone that's say an eight and O or, you know, on their way next step to the UFC, I'm not really that appetizing either. Right. So it's like the last, the questions that we're getting now, (coughs) sorry, I'm a little congested today. The questions that we're getting right now when we're talking about a fight because we're asking all over the country right now is what's what level jujitsu does he have and i'm a brown belt so right away that comes back to like that might be a problem right so it's uh it's kind of bittersweet it's like it's like the further i progress in you know getting my uh my skills honed the less people want to fight me at this specific level Mm -hmm. and it happens at all stages of different different fighting and stuff like that like like i had said earlier my my friend uh joey laviolette he had a really tough time getting 
getting fights at, at a certain point because nobody wants to fight you because they know that you're going to be a tough go. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they're either guarding their, you know, 5-0, and 8-0, oh, and oh, whatever record, or they're in a debut and they're like, huh, I don't think so, pal. <laughs> not right? starting out here. Yeah, I'm not starting out like this. <laughs> I'm crazy. Yeah, right? definitely. And I think the more I watch the sport, like the more interesting it is to me and even the timing um, instances and experience of each fighter, like it, it's so, there's so much that goes into each fight. And I think... Yeah, the more I learn, the more interested I am in the sport. For sure. Um, so just for the people that are listening, prolotherapy um, is a type of injection that um, causes a, an acute inflammatory reaction. And our body heals itself through inflammation. So what we're looking to do is inject it in the site of injury, blow it up a little, and remind the body like, hey, come heal this. It's not quite... Um, fully healed yet so what we're kind of looking at for your uh, Achilles injuries is this chronic inflammatory state and what we want to do is cut the chronicity of it and make it an acute inflammatory reaction so your body's like oh right I had a job to do here and it didn't quite finish it so um, time to healing is kind of what we're trying to improve there yeah classic so that's why i didn't quite finish the job there right (laughs) god get to work yeah seriously and the sweet thing about you is um you eat so clean uh you're so intentional with like as i said your recovery processes yeah um so i'm sure this will be of great effect for you yeah for sure for sure and i hope so right um but yeah like the recovery process there i started out with like uh like a heart rate variability just like the chest strap and i started like uh i think it was the elite hrv which which was fine and then I think we came in here one time. What were we working on? My sleep, maybe? Might have been that, yeah. We've worked on so many so things <laughs> since I met you. I'm just like the, the guinea pig. I'm like, all right, what are we going to work on now, right? Yeah. But no, I needed to work on my sleep there. And uh, the whoop strap was something in the protocol. You're like, oh, check this out, check that out, and check that out. So I, I, I went and I looked at the, uh, the YouTube clip there. Well, it wasn't a clip. It was pretty much a video podcast, and it was, uh, about an hour, hour and a bit, but it was amazing. I was like, I'm hooked, right? I want that. <laughs> I want that. But, you know, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a commitment to, you You know, like, not everybody's that well off that you can spend an extra, even, even $40 a month is yeah. a stretch sometimes, right? Yeah. So I just had to do it at the right time and then just go with it. I had to make sure that I was going to stick with it yeah. first. So I stuck with the elite HRV and I was like, okay, I'm doing this every day. I want to know what's going on all the time. The only thing that weirds me out is that there's lights going into my body mm-hmm. all the time. That's the only thing that really weirds me out about the whole thing. Yeah. There's something, I'm, I'm very weird about that type of stuff, right? Yeah. So, which seems kind of silly because, you know, given the work that I do that I'm worried about these lights going into my body right (laughs) yeah but it's always interesting in like coming down the line i know that the whoop strap and aura ring and all these sort of things measure um metrics and i think they're doing a really good job of getting uh closer to really understanding the body and really understanding wearables with it and it's amazing for practitioners to be able to take your information so i see your recovery every single day and i see your heart rate variability and that allows me to kind of say oh this really worked or yeah oh let's really work on this next time or what did you eat before bed you didn't sleep well on wednesday you know yes and there can be like an obsessive <coughs> point of that too oh and i'm like i i, I get bad right so yeah. i can't say that i'm not obsessive but i think to be you know really good at something you end up having to be a little bit obsessive over it right but i will so case in point actually not last night the night before i woke up and whatever my wife's like, oh, how did you sleep? I was like, oh, I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> so Instead of just saying, it was great. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. but you know, it was weird because I had woken up and I was sitting there and, and like I told you, I was um, starting to get a little bit under the weather, weather there, right? So I woke up and I, I felt like I was awake for forever. I was like, oh, I'll never get back to bed. And I fell asleep and woke up and I checked my, checked my app and I was at 94% recovery. Plus, I had trained super hard that day. So I was like, hmm, all right. But when I was listening to, and maybe I, I don't know if I took it out of context with Ben Greenfield, um, newly discovered Ben Greenfield. <laughs> Whole new world, man. About, oh, so he's got like 12 years worth of podcasts. I'm doomed, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm done. But um, where was I going with that? You listened to his latest one? Yeah, jeez. Oh, it's something about the uh, 
the sleep there. Sleep, sleep. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, like, when you're, about your circadian rhythm. And it was kind of like in the morning, your circadian rhythm, to trick it, if you're waking up too early, just put on, like, your blue light glasses or whatever. Don't turn, like, all the the, the blue light and white light and stuff like that. Keep your blinds closed and, and just try and until, say, 7.30 when you want to get up then take those off and you know expose yourself to that type of light Mm -hmm. so i was sitting there and i was like all right what do i gotta do now i gotta go to the bathroom all right so i went to the bathroom turned on didn't turn on any lights just know the road just kind of just kind of winging it right wife will clean up the mess in the morning (laughs) no i'm just joking (laughs) oh i'd be i'd be a mess without her anyways right but went back and just kind of laid there and what i find that i do at uh if I do wake up at night is I just try and meditate a little bit, right? I'm like, okay, what's like the most calming thing I can do without sitting there and pretending that I'm sleeping, right? Because that's the worst. You're like, nope, I'm sleeping. I'm just pretending. Nope, I'm sleeping. No, yeah. oh, you're, you're not sleeping. <laughs> so just kind of like meditate and, and relax and apparently it worked, right? Yeah. That's kind of how I gauge everything now, right? Um, I'm just like, okay, well, let's, let's try this out. And then I'll check my, check my app. I'll see how, see how I slept. I'll check my efficiency and stuff like that. Right. Just Mm -hmm. different foods, just different. Like, um, when I did that mock weight cut there, that was something that was super interesting, right? Like I was, I I was a a bit of a mess the next morning. Everything was fabulous. Like I'd say you nailed it on the diet part for me. That was, that was beautiful. I really liked all the food too. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, when it came to getting the sleep after cutting some weight, I was just, uh, that was not happening. And then I checked, you know, checked the app and stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, so I am super low recovery. <laughs> I'm <laughs> extremely dehydrated. Yeah. Like how am I going to sleep? And that's like one of the biggest pain points that I see with weight cutting is if you cut the night before, <clears throat> your body's in the most sympathetic overdrive state. How could we ever expect it? to appropriately release melatonin and allow you to sleep right i know and then like your mouth is dry which even it just everything is just the worst feeling ever have you ever tried to go to sleep when your mouth is like past the point of needing a drink i feel like and you're not allowed to drink (laughs) yeah it's the worst thing in the world like you wake up and you're just like legitimately like your tongue is actually stuck it's like (laughs) got a roof for your mouth there right just the worst oh i just had like a cup next to me and I was like you know it sounds disgusting now I'm gonna say it out loud but I just swash it out and spit it into another cup and then almost as if you could have a bit of liquid and that's the crazy thing about the sport again like I think I respect it even more so because of what these athletes are doing and and enduring and then performance the next day like it challenges so many and I've said this in other podcasts too it really challenges what I know about um performance optimization right for sure because we're negating all of the things that i've ever learned putting them to the absolute test and then people are killing it after i think just like the human body too like and you're so programmed at that point to to perform Mm -hmm. like that's what you do day in day out is you perform you you know if you go to the gym and have a bad session you're like okay well you know uh what did I do? Uh, maybe I trained too much in the morning. Maybe I didn't eat good yesterday. Maybe, maybe this, maybe that. So it's like, you know, sometimes, and I've gone into a fight <clears throat> and not felt the most recovered, but still just had like that, that mental push to be like, no, no, there's no way that I'm letting off right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if everybody has that type of type of push, but I think that's kind of where it would be like it, it as opposed to thinking that uh, if, you, if you don't have any nutrients or anything in your body that you can't do anything, mm-hmm. right? You're always going to eat something the next day. You're always going to drink something. You're not going to like just like wake up and be like, I'll all right, like this, well, yeah. I'm fighting. Well, I'm fighting today. So, you know, I think I'm going to have a bag of chips or <laughs> something like Some that. Some athletes do, though. It right? blows my <coughs> mind. And I think like um, yeah. one of the first podcasts I was talking about this, I think longevity-wise, there's a piece to fueling appropriately and then short term wise and and sure you can get through anything especially yeah. with that headspace that you just talked about but like yeah now we're looking at optimization right well and like it's it's kind of crazy because I'm, I'm 33 i'm turning 34 here in the next few months but that's that's my mindset is longevity mm-hmm. right and i know you had chris Kaladis on here too i used to train with him a long time ago and you know he's 38 or 39 now right 
and I would assume that's kind of where his mind is at too like like back in the day like 38 or 39 you had grandkids almost right <laughs> like that that's how <laughs> yeah, it was now true. it's like you have people that are Olympic level athletes that are like <clears throat> uh, like uh, what was that uh, what was that Netflix uh, uh, movie that came out uh, Game Changer or whatever that uh, cyclist there she got on the Olympic team and won a gold at like 40 years old or yeah. something like that like that's kind of where we're at now it's it's like it's not like oh you're 40 you're on the way out it's like oh no you're 40 like let's make sure that we're taking all the proper steps so that you can keep competing until maybe you're 50 yeah, right like who knows because I think like the athlete's mind, like, and I know you're an athlete yourself. It's never like, I'm finished, everything. No, no, or else you wouldn't work out. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Right. It's like there's there's still that drive there. There's still that something going on, and you're you're always gonna push. It's just like okay, well, when I like me myself, when I'm done fighting mixed martial arts, I fully plan on teaching mixed martial arts and training as if I'm fighting probably until I can't walk anymore, right? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. just kind of, I think that kind of gets programmed into your brain. Yep, right? it sure <laughs> does. And I think, um, I mean, I've talked about this before too, about the performance optimization versus longevity, but I think there is like this fine balance that we can find of where we're still being considerate of the longevity piece, right? So yes, we're yeah. trying to optimize your performance and we're doing things like even weight cutting. That is so counterintuitive to living as long as possible you for know? sure so <laughs> i think like there's this fine balance and we always have to take the fine balance for athletes like i i think um as long as you understand what's happening and know the potential detriments longevity wise and we, we do everything in our power when you're not training for a fight to take care of you yeah is key right yeah definitely um and just going back to the whoop too i think it's so awesome because you're like a guinea pig for me. You're always oh like, I tried this, man. I did this, I did this. And yeah. it's so exciting um, for the human optimization piece of things because you're like cold showers and oh, yes. cold like plunges. I and, and I still do that every morning, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I – because um, that was part of the protocol that you give me when it was when I was working on my sleep, right? Mm -hmm. Which now I know even more than then is such a huge part of everything, right? But um, – if you recall, I was doing like the Wim Hof last year. Yeah. And last year was the sickest year I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. This is legitimately the first time I've ever been sick this winter. Mm -hmm. And I said that to you. But like I was taking things and going way too far too quick, right? <laughs> like it's just... <laughs> you were running before you were crawling. <coughs> oh my God. I was just like doing plyometrics right, off, right out of the gate, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I was just doing everything as cold as I could. Like I'm in the shower, like, you know, like got a blister on my chest from just like cold water <laughs> sitting there. And I'm just like, come on, do your worst, right? Yeah. Or, or coming home from training super hard and then hopping into... Um, an actual ice bath, right? And again, my beautiful wife would be preparing this. <laughs> I'd be like, babe, I'm on the way home. <laughs> You're so <laughs> Put the sad, ice man. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? So, but, um, and I was just doing that. And, and then I was like, I couldn't figure out. I was like, why am I so sick all the time? Mm -hmm. What's going on here, right? So I took that experience because I, I genuinely like the cold therapy, right? I, it's so soothing, right? It, you never want to do it, and then you turn it to cold, and you're just like, I'm alive. <laughs> I can do anything today. Right? Yeah. So I still have a cold shower every morning, but it's not, it's not to the point where I'm just like dying in there or I have to really – I'm having a big struggle doing it. Um, and I don't know. Obviously, that's when I come and talk to you. I don't know uh, what the science is on it. I just know how I feel and how I'm performing and what things like the whoop strap are telling me when I'm doing all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So I switched from going super, super cold, which works for some people, but it wasn't working well for me. Maybe it can in the future. And now I just do more cool showers, right? So, and I find that gives me still that same buzz you know what i mean you, you take away the hot shower right you turn the hot to cold it's just like there's there's a big mental part there too right yeah you get like, the nerve up to do it oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> as it goes up right? and that's a cool thing too like i have read the science and know the science but i don't know how your body feels with it too right so i think like 
having conversation with with your athletes and for practitioners obviously to stay up to date on the latest but it's this game that we play with each other you tell me how it feels i tell you the science and we keep figuring out what's best for your body you know and then there's no hard steadfast rules so i see all of these new things come down the line and athletes doing it but like not even checking in is this what your body needs is this going to help your performance in the long run you know well i don't think everybody has like that uh kind of wealth of knowledge like yourself like i you know most people don't have that right like they're they don't i i'm just texting you now i'm like oh fuck i might piss her off in texas so much (laughs) no way never it's like a saturday i'm like i have to ask this question (laughs) i can't not but i don't think that everybody really has that right there at their fingertips i know google's there but like and you can get lost and you can get misinformed and it's happened to me a million times Mm -hmm. right it's just like yeah to have someone in your corner like that i can just shoot it to you and you tell me oh okay no you're on the right path or or like you said it's back and forth like okay here's the science okay maybe that oh that didn't work for you okay well let's figure something else out right yeah because i think in the protocol even for the mock weight cut i was supposed to fall asleep after taking that certain supplement Mm -hmm. right or whatever it was uh, the valerian valerian right i was supposed to fall asleep but my body's super fight or flight as we've discussed to start with to to start with so it was like i don't think we're going to sleep now like (laughs) you got to be ready someone's coming right now right you got to be ready to fight and the coolest thing about (coughs) that is too you're so passionate about the sport that we could get a fake weight cut out of you You yeah you're so committed that you would be you know, willing to try it and, and go through the process, which I think is really important for any athlete to do, you know, especially fighters to see how your body reacts and especially female fighters. There's your hormones are different at different and sizes. And I see that on your, your Instagram, like mm-hmm. uh, always about like, you know, the difference between the, the female body and the male body. And yeah. it's, and it's crazy, right? I don't really know too much about it because the, the most I know about it is what I read on yours because not to be selfish, but it, it doesn't apply yeah. to me. And I don't, I'm so busy. I don't <laughs> yeah. have time to take away to start reading about what's good for the, the, the female weight cut. I just need to stay on this path here and exactly. know what's good for, for mine. But I would love to do it again, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> I find with every weight cut, you just learn more about your body, right? I know that anything you can do in excess, like you can eat too many apples and it's bad for you, right? So obviously I don't want to deplete myself that much. I know it's probably hard on my kidneys, probably hard on all kinds of organs and things I've never even heard of in my body, right? Mm -hmm. But I love doing stuff like that because it's just, it lets me know how mentally strong I can be, right? So going through that, like that that mock weight cut um, was, it finished up, two days before Christmas, <laughs> right? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> of yeah. course, why would I start? Uh, what, what did we do? A two-week two uh, start to finish, I think it was. And why I chose that time, I, I can't remember. But Christmas I, Eve. you. It was Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> yeah, it was Christmas the 23rd, Eve, yeah. right? <laughs> and I went in on the 23rd, the last day that the gym was open before the holidays there. And uh, I had done my weight cut. I did the diet for two weeks finished up with the mock weight cut and then went in and I felt on top of the world like we I stuck to the exact game plan of everything right Mm -hmm. but it was (coughs) it was Christmas (laughs) (laughs) so everybody's just like hey you want to come drink some egg like and me and my dad like it's kind of a thing like I don't drink right I never drink because I used to drink a lot, right? I used to do a lot of things a lot, but Mm I I just, now I just don't drink because if I do, then I'm just like, all right, I'm getting hammered, right? That's just- One or the other. That's just one or the other. So, you know, Christmas time comes and it's like, hey, bub, that's what my dad calls me. Hey, bub, you come over, we'll have a eggnog and uh, 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 Crown Royal, right? Yeah. Like, well, I can't right now. I'm just- Just dehydrated (laughs) over here. I'd love to drink something, but, you know, I can't right now. <laughs> I wasn't on the meal plan. I can't. Yeah, hold on. I'll check again to see if it's here. <laughs> no, no. Coke's damn you. <laughs> My one time. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I've, I've, that was that was huge for my mental game there, right? And I'd, I, I will do it again mm-hmm. for sure, right? Because I, there's 
I think two things that I really wanted to dial in a little bit better being one being the last meal mm -hmm. and the other one just being the sleep aid. Right. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. Right. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. And well, like the more you do it, the more your body adapts to it. So the sweat comes off a little bit easier. The, you know what I mean? So the process gets more refined each time. Yeah. Um, and again, as we had talked about, there's a fine balance between trying it too many times versus <laughs> like getting the, the science right for your body. Yeah. Uh, well, and like what would be a safe timeline, right? Like it's like, because, okay, what if I do this and then I got to fight? I end up having a real fight right. like three weeks later. Mm -hmm. Is that safe for my body? Yeah. Right. Is that too much? So it's, it's always like that fine line as well. Like I don't want to do the, do the mock and then I have the real thing just pop up out of nowhere. Cause mm -hmm. like I said, like, we're just, I'm constantly ready. Yeah. I'm always fight ready and just waiting for it. Like even, even right now I'm congested. I've all my pro professional fights I've fought sick, right? Which seems kind of crazy, it's right? coming down the line, <coughs> something's happening. Yeah. There. So yeah. like, and that's what I said, like last year it was just like, I was sick the whole time. Yeah. Well, I fought, three, fought. I <laughs> fought three times and I was sick every single time. Yeah. Right. So. But yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do the mock and then something pop up right away mm -hmm. and then I have to dehydrate myself and do the whole process again. I think that could be detrimental to my performance the next day. Yeah, it for sure could. But also detrimental on, you know, fight day, living later on in life. Yes, right? yes. So that's kind of like that whole balance of trying to figure out timeline wise, what works best for you. And your probably next one will be for a fight, I would say like. Yeah. for the timeline of, of things leading up. But um, the rehydration protocol that we put you through right after weigh-in was so tailored to you. Like every pound you dropped, we rehydrated hopefully perfectly and hopefully you felt that, you know? No, I felt great. And and yeah, I was I was forgetting about the, the one thing. Like uh, you, you hooked me up with Dave up there at uh, Blended mm -hmm. and we did it like so science. Like I was just like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I was in heaven, right? Um, I went up and I stood on their Tanita scale with, he's got the hand paddles there and you take your socks off and, you know, you do whatever else there. And it just gave me back all this information. And I just, I think I sent a picture to you yep. is what it was. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> right? Math, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is perfect. And when I was sitting there with Dave, who I knew from training with uh, Jared Laycock up there before, um, he was like, so, well, like, we talked about the goals and everything like that, and I told him what it was, and he said, okay, so I'm just looking at it right now, and he said, from where you are right now, I think I was 165, and I told him, and, and I was 12, I think, uh, excuse me, sorry there, um, I think I was 12.3% body fat, mm -hmm. so he's like, <clears throat> just body composition and your water weight and stuff like that, he's like, if you dropped uh, a few percentage, that would bring you down to your 160. And then if you did your, you know, water depletion, he's like mathematically and scientifically, he's like 145 point, I think it was like point like six or something like that. He's like, that's exactly where you can go to mm -hmm. and you're still going to perform at the optimum level there. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, th this is fantastic, right? right? <laughs> yeah. You sent yeah. me and I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah We still exactly. have some room to work with. And then, you know, as a practitioner, I'm always considering testosterone levels <coughs> and, you know, the long-term health of your hormones and um, making sure that for the shortest duration of time, you're hydrate or dehydrated and then we hydrate you so specifically um, back up so you can perform at your best and you're not at risk. Your brain's not at risk. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I felt really good. Like, I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't, enjoy the drinks but uh, <laughs> yeah, you gross. know but but i asked for it right I, I like i not not in the sense said hey do this because that's not my place i said i don't want this i don't want the gatorades i don't want the uh i can't even remember the child's drink right now the pedialyte Pedia, right yeah. i'm just like i i've done it for years and and it was fine. It always does the job, but I just don't think that it's proper. Like it's, it's just a bunch of fake sugars going yep. into your body. And I just, I can't see how that is going to make me perform my best. Right. Yeah. And even Gatorade, like the amount of glucose they put in there almost inhibits the absorption of other electrolytes. So it's not really that hydrating if we yeah. think about it. Which yeah. is what you were telling me. And yeah. I was like, oh my 
God, I knew I was right. <laughs> I just couldn't prove it. <laughs> and then it's blue dye. Like, where do they get that color from? Oh, purple. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's so much stuff. So, like, you're, I don't know, ideal to work with because you're up for anything. And I'm just curious, uh, tell me a bit about your background of what got you here. Why are you so... Crazy, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> and like you're so insane. <laughs> Is that the word I would use? I don't know. Like passionate, I guess. Um, so, geez, I don't even know. Honestly, it's just kind of just who I am. I guess it, it, it's probably just from my parents, just from when I was. Oh. Thank you very much. Water <laughs> delivery. What service? I like hey? it. This is. I love this place so much. <laughs> right. That's why I bring my family here every time I come. Um. I guess it's just instilled it's, it's, since you're a kid. It's just that's how that's how things progress, I, I think, right? And I just had, like, my, my dad was always just like, don't start the fight, but you finish it, pal, <laughs> right? So, you know, like, that mental mental game, that mental toughness was always there, and it was kind of instilled in me since I was a kid, right? Um, I was really small, like 4 foot 11 going into grade 10 small. Right. <coughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, I think I'm like a late bloomer in every sense of the word. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's why I was late going into like going through puberty. And then I was kind of money driven for years, had a misstep there that we talked about. And then I got into mixed martial arts a little bit later than the, than the average. But, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm making it up pretty, uh, pretty well yeah you're doing your thing um, now but yeah no I always played sports growing up and stuff like that right like I played baseball um I guess competitively but my my mom was always really scared of stuff like that mm -hmm. like she wouldn't let me play hockey she's like no way she's like you're too aggressive you're gonna end up doing something and I think that was just her way of saying that we're poor we don't have the money for it yeah, right? that's a lovely way to put it <laughs> yeah in right well she she said to me one day and i i still remember it she's like so what do you want to do you want to go to karate or do you want to go play hockey i was like i want to play hockey oh, i was in karate <laughs> <laughs> so karate okay <clears throat> and then i was kicked out of karate <laughs> i was just like i was too hyper for what they were trying to do right mm -hmm. they're just like taking kids and trying to sit them down and be like all right here we go we're gonna count itch knee so something rock <laughs> And I was just like, you know, can't are we going to do like a spin kick or like <laughs> what's going on here, right? Yeah. I like left my first class and my cousin's like, oh, what'd you learn? And I, wa I just remember this. I don't know why. This is just silly memory. And I walked up to, uh, I walked up to his dresser and I was like, watch this. And I judo or <laughs> karate chopped it. And I was like, oh, my hand. It didn't <laughs> right? work on your dresser. Didn't work. <laughs> But I was still mentally tough, <laughs> so I felt good about it. But um, yeah, I, I honestly like. I think the mental toughness just like I had um, a few things happen when I was uh, when I was younger, and that's I listened to that last podcast with uh, with Melanie there, and I met her or Mel, sorry, yeah. I've, and I met her once or twice when I was training up there, and it just really touched home for me too because when I was. <clears throat> when I was in junior high, I had a really close friend of ours who was about 16, and uh, she passed away from cancer. And then my mother, the next year, ended up getting cancer as well, right? Mm -hmm. Or having cancer. I, I don't know how you say it. but So I think, like, the mental toughness kind of comes from there because you don't really realize how much I don't know how to say that properly you, you don't realize how much your parents are there for you <coughs> until one's sick and the other one's just lost right trying to figure out how they can keep their partner alive yeah. right because my mother she wasn't really supposed to pull through and I just remember going home and her saying um, after the surgery that it spread to the lymph nodes or lymph nodes and uh just like kind of like looking at her and i was just like you know just just breaking out in tears right and you just kind of you just kind of start dealing with things right i think i know i went the total wrong way for a while right because up until that point i was like an honor student right um <clears throat> and then just high school just you just watched 
just watched the graves go down. I started, you know, selling drugs, and I was just doing all the all the bad things, you know, smoking weed all the time, like just leaving school and going, getting drunk and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> just years of trying to cope with that. And my mom is alive and well. She's, she's an amazing person, right? Um, super hyper, like myself, <laughs> right? But years of just dealing with that type of stuff, I think it just kind of happens, right? You just you just start being who you are but you know like I don't think that I'm mentally tough like myself other people kind of tell you what you are a lot of times if that makes sense right yeah, like because yeah. you don't sit there and look in the mirror like I find if I was to look in the mirror and be like you're mentally tough like I'm probably the person that's not mentally tough mm-hmm. right like I look in the mirror and I just I I, I just I see myself right mm-hmm. I, I don't look and be like, okay, you're you're the best. You're this. You're that. I think that a lot of time when people do that, it's kind of trying to they're like trying to that, tell yeah. themselves that they are instead of just actually being right. Yeah. So, but I think that's where a lot of the toughness comes from, right? Just really having to kind of almost not fend for myself, but because um, my sister, like she took on the role. She's older than I am, right? Three years older than I am. She was just like. I just remember her like <clears throat> she had like a job and she was always trying to do things for me and whatnot and you know just really trying to trying to help me out through the process and I was younger so I'm not thinking that she's going through the same process right yeah, yeah. but um, yeah I think that's a big part of where the mental kind of toughness comes from and then once she was okay then I was so trying to be a tough guy at that mm-hmm. point like I was just you know trying to be a thug that's <laughs> that was where my life was like you probably wouldn't even talk to me if you had seen me then and that's what my wife says she's like you know when she we see people I haven't seen for a long time she's like or, or they're like hey what's going on like people call me Sully and you know like a different guy you know, yeah. just a totally different person she's like I can't even imagine who you are like a, you know I, I carried a gun and stuff like that like I was very different human being mm-hmm. I ended up going to jail for two years and spending most of my time in a maximum security penitentiary and a lot of time in the hole for fighting or just just what happens in places like that right and you just see a lot of things that you would not normally see mm-hmm. it's the jungle it's the animal kingdom yeah, I can't even imagine <coughs> that experience through any respect. And I think we had talked about it a little bit of how potentially it it might have got you even more fight or flighty. Hundred percent, it did. And um, I'm so happy you actually shared that because I think a lot of times we look back on these as like bad times, but you would not be the person you are. No, if you that totally through. changed everything about me. Right? Like, um, I went in and I wanted to go I couldn't wait I was like oh yeah like this is where all like I had so many friends that were in there but they were in a medium security mm-hmm. and I bypassed that and they emergency transferred me straight up to uh, not a better place a, 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 a worse place a more <laughs> yeah. intense place where you know I didn't know anybody and then yeah just things kind of spiraled out of control up there but I <coughs> I really owe who I am now to that experience right because I got out and I was just like yeah I've slipped a few times since since I've been out and you know I'm I'm always going to be a bit of a nut it's just that's just kind of ingrained in who I am now but it's not who I am every day right so and without having that happen to me I I think that I would still well I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be fighting I I would be back and forth in and out of prison mm-hmm right if I had a good experience in there the first time yeah right <coughs> but yeah can you highlight um I can very well, <laughs> very well. I remember everything yeah. a little bit like I remember you telling me um and I hope it's okay that I'm sharing sure this. sure we'll cut it out if not but I don't know what it is but go ahead <laughs> yeah the mirror on the wall you are gonna have to go more than that yeah for sure you were saying like there was no um like you anymore there was just like this it wasn't even a mirror on the wall it was are like we talking about like while i was in jail yeah yeah oh yes yes so the while the mirror's in there it's like well it's designed so that you can't punch it and break it mm-hmm. and use it as a weapon right that's just how everything is in there so it's it's kind of like a piece of wavy metal so 
you like you don't even fully know what you look like at one point and i was in segregation for 11 months straight and uh it's 23 hour lockdown and you go out to a little yard out there and you know you walk in a circle and then you come back in and uh yeah but like i was in there and i, I had I didn't know what I looked like. I was, you know, trying to look and see myself. And it's kind of like, you know, like looking at yourself even worse than looking at a wavy, choppy uh, lake because you can still kind of see yourself clearly there, right? So I guess uh, if you try and look in a piece of dirty metal <laughs> or something, maybe you might be able to. But yeah, I couldn't really see see myself. And it was probably for the best because I looked terrible when I got out. Like <clears throat> my friend... And he's my business partner now. I've been, me, me and him have been best friends since we were two years old, right? And uh, he picked me up and I was wearing, they give you like an institutional long sleeve and it's white. And I was pretty much as white as that institutional. And it was like, it w I seen myself and I was like, oh my God, my, my eyelids were like red, just like beady red eyes, pale, pale skin. And uh, I, I actually, I should have brought in, I should have brought in my ID because I have my ID from when I first was released from prison because I had to go get a new one. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't wait a couple weeks to maybe get a tan or something, <laughs> but I color. went in and it's just like, I'm just like, you know, tough guy. And I'm just, oh man. I want to see that one for sure. <coughs> I will, I'll send you a picture of it. It's, it's kind of comical. Yeah. I almost threw it away the other day, but then I was like, no, no, it's I can't a memory. do that. It's, it's a, a memory. memory. And I think that story stuck with me because just like the it w like wasn't you in there you know or some sort yeah. of like reflection of i don't know if i'm reading too much into this but like it would yeah it was such a i think we had talked about this too of how you were in fight or flight all the time and just waiting to like get punched basically there and waiting for the next big oh, thing punch would be the the best ideal. case scenario <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah and how scary like for me just thinking about that how terrifying that experience would have been yeah um and then yeah just the mirror to me was just like wow yeah no you you're completely dissociated from the entire world and who you are and who you were and yeah. um yeah so i just i guess that. it's kind of like a metaphor yeah right? a <laughs> little like, bit. i couldn't see myself <laughs> <laughs> it sounds super cheese when you it say does, it like that. it does but it it, it is kind of true right mm -hmm. so but yeah no um I think I was in severe fight or flight mode for probably at least a couple years after after getting out because I would be still training and you know I was training with like top level guys and they were beating me up but I felt good about being able to kind of protect myself if someone came after me and I had boxed and stuff like that uh, all the time off and on for for years right but I would still get very anxious thinking about it thinking about like what if i go outside and oh there's there's a carload of people there waiting to get me and i had no problems there there wasn't any problem mm -hmm. it was just i was so uh, i was just like thinking that in my head all the time about stuff and it wasn't until i'd say i went to the oil rigs because I, I i left after probably about a year and a half and I went out and worked on the rigs. And even though it took me away from training again, because like I started at 23, ended up, well, 23 and a half, all right? <laughs> Anyways, I started at about 23 and a half. And um, I left to work on the rigs when I was 25. But it really took me away from training, but it also, it really helped me, right? because I got to come back to who I was before, you know, trying to be a little thug, before going to prison, before having all these uh, mental issues and not being able to sleep. Like I would wake up for, it would be weeks on end and I'd wake up and I'd just sit there for hours looking out the window, just like one eye open, one eye closed. I couldn't sleep, right? Because I felt like I couldn't get away from it. So. I got out there and it uh it was like a few weeks in and I just I just realized it and I was like wow I am sleeping like a champ right now. Mm -hmm. I felt really good out there, you know, and 
people are still cranky and you know life is life like it is what it is right not everybody's out there they're like oh my god it's a beautiful day <laughs> on the rigs today. i'm a new person <laughs> right so and, and i wasn't out there doing that either because it's just not who i am but um i noticed after a little bit how much that really helped me mm-hmm. right and then i came back and uh <clears throat> i've been tra- like it, it's not like i stopped training i s- continuously trained on my days off but when you work 20 days and train 10 or whatever right it's, it doesn't get you very, very far ahead right so yeah. once i came back the oil oil rigs were kind of dipping like the oil was just i think i don't know if that was a big thing back here but like out in alberta everybody knew oil was going down right it's just everywhere as you go you're getting bread at the grocery store oh oil's taking a dip today <laughs> <laughs> right i feel like we were the last to know or like out the peripheries <coughs> were just like ah everything's fine and then yeah, your good. buddy started to come home and you're like well why are yeah. you back what's going on yeah you see all like the alberta plates driving around and Big like trucks y- even now you see them when they come back it's like just like the suspension on them is just ridiculous mm-hmm. and it doesn't make any sense and just a big truck that's spending a ton of money right mm-hmm. but yeah no came back and my mental my mental game was just so on point at that time i felt so good and uh started started training and you know i i haven't really stopped since then right so yeah 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 no that's so <coughs> awesome and i think <coughs> it was so uh insightful when you shared a bit of your past with me because you could still see that like I think you were born a little bit fight or flight, but <laughs> probably I think there was a, a little bit of an aspect of something happened and I couldn't really put my, my finger on it for you. So when you shared that, I was like, oh, okay, like now we can work with this because I know what's happening. Yeah. And it was just probably that your adrenal glands had been taxed for so long. Cortisol was just being spit out in jail. For sure. 10 out of 10 all the time, right? Yeah. So it makes sense that like a little bit of rest and rejuvenation made you feel a little bit better. And then if we still... Um, have to support those adrenals somewhere down the line. So um, you said L-theanine worked pretty well for you. Hey? Yeah, I really enjoy L-theanine. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a jar of it. Well, I have have a jar of all the things that I was taking in that protocol, just kind of sitting on my nightstand. I'm just like, you know, if I need it, I'll take it. But I, I actually still take uh, the magnesium citrate. I just... I go back and forth. Like sometimes I'll just take it because it, I, I didn't know if it was like a placebo effect, but it was, I found I was getting really good sleeps. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I heard again on the uh, Ben Greenfield podcast there, you know, so which I'm probably going to listen to after I leave here again. Get so many texts. Um, hey, is this true? <laughs> oh my God. And I texted you the other day. Hey, I heard about this. But um, yeah, he was saying like one of the things that really recommends is like for athletes is making sure you have a good magnesium uh, supplement that's really absorbable and things mm-hmm. like that right so i take that but um they also said that um taking l-theanine with your coffee was something that was really good now i go back and forth on coffee because i feel like it puts me in fight or flight mm-hmm. if i'm not drinking it a lot and i get extremely well i get i get weird again right and i don't <laughs> i don't like being it makes me feel vulnerable yeah like out so, of control a bit. yeah and i'm just like i just like you know kind of paranoid about things that aren't real mm-hmm. right and it's, well not that i imagine things but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, maybe there? i do <laughs> right you never know yeah. so yeah, yeah. l-theanine is amazing it takes like the jittery jitteriness out of a coffee oh. um so combining them together does a really nice job of giving you like a concentration focused feeling of caffeine without that fight or flight. So how does that even work? Like, I I don't really understand how that works like that. Yeah. So L-theanine is an amino acid um, and it works on our brain. So it works on the GABA glutamate system. GABA is an inhibitory neurotransmitter or kind of like the chill out neurotransmitter. So it's kind of working on that system to take the jitteriness away with caffeine. Okay. Yeah. I can get on board with that because yeah. I'll be honest with you. I love drinking coffee, yeah. but I always have to stop because I do everything in excess, mm-hmm. right? And then I start drinking too many coffee and mm-hmm. I find that I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, nine coffees deep in the day, right? So yeah. then I stop and then when I start back up, I get the jitteriness, right? Mm-hmm. So if you kind of get the good, good little buzz off the coffee, you know, and take your L-theanine, seems like a perfect world, right? Good to go, right? I think I'm going to have one when I leave, right? <laughs> nice. And yeah, so there's so many like tricks <coughs> in the trade like that that are, are possible. And for athletes, the biggest thing is just making sure that they're good products. And I can 
guarantee what's in them. Yeah. So if anything ever, you know, came up in a fight or if you got pee tested or something like that, that we wouldn't have to worry because it's not from the products, right? Well, I think the only one thing that you had said to me was that there, I forget which, which it was. Was it not the, not the stress manager? It was one of the pills there. You're like, this isn't NSF certified or yeah uh i can't remember which one it was because it was there was gaba l-theanine the cortisol thing i think it was the gaba one is that what it was yeah and And you're like you know you can can this is kind of up to up to you it's your discretion Mm -hmm. you know me i'm just like well i'm gonna try it because i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna half step on Mm -hmm. a protocol that you that you make for me yeah and it's like saving (coughs) the bottle it's being really intentional it's using professional brand products yeah all that sort of stuff so we're mitigating all of the risks and and making sure that we have everything in place it wasn't like I bought it online from China or something <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, not that there's anything wrong from buying stuff online from China. We just don't know what it is. You just don't know what it is. Exactly. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. So I think going back to that mindset that you had um, as an athlete, like kind of taking on the world, you kind of did that in business as well. Yeah, I guess so. Like, and it, and it's weird. And I said that to you last night. Like, I, I sent you kind of like my bio I guess right and you're like wow you know getting after it and I was like I guess I am <laughs> right like you don't think about things like that when you're doing it yourself right yeah. I'm sure you're you're not like every morning you're like oh my god I'm killing I've it got, I got all these degrees um look at me look at me <laughs> <laughs> right so maybe we should more though uh, you probably should right yeah. you should probably wake up and just like Give gratitude to yourself, yeah. right? I guess that's really yogi, yeah. right? Really I like yoga stuff. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know what? I could get on board with it, right? Mm-hmm. Just maybe I'll just have to hire somebody to tell me good stuff about myself in the morning. <laughs> get your wifey too. Yeah, she's that's good. it. Oh, she would too. She's uh, she's amazing. Like I probably go on and on about all the good things she does for me. It's we'll it's, do a separate podcast. Yeah, oh, it's, it's actually pathetic. I'm a pathetic <laughs> human being. She's just like superwoman over there, right? That's awesome. Yeah, but. Business-wise. Business-wise. There we go. <laughs> You've seen the look in my eyes. I, I forgot what was going on, <laughs> right? So business-wise, like, it's kind of strange. I've, <clears throat> I don't have any extra schooling or anything like that. We've talked about that before. And I've just kind of always found a way to make really good money at things, right? I just really, I've always had a drive for for money, right? Not necessarily... I don't even necessarily care what the business is. I really don't, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I never thought that I would own an asbestos and lead mold remediation company, uh, you know, when I was a kid. That's not what I... Wasn't your dream? Oh, man. You know what? These tiles in here, (laughs) they might be asbestos. I got an idea. Yeah, I got an idea. (laughs) So everything I I do, I, uh, you know... I usually find a way to make really good money at, at, at things that I, I put my mind to, but I'm more into the business side of it. I always want to be the guy that goes sees the accountant, the guy that's you know doing the numbers, the guy that's looking after QuickBooks and things like that, right? That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. And my business partner, who I mentioned before, <coughs> I have two of them, but my she's my longtime business partner, who's <laughs> We were collecting bottles together when we were kids, right? He's the brain when it comes to stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he does not want anything to do with numbers or doing safety stuff or anything like that. He's just a workhorse. And if you give him a problem on a on something, he's going to figure out how to solve it, right? So we kind of just like yin, yin yang, right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of how we've been forever so it works works really well but um yeah i guess that's kind of what that's been in a nutshell right the only time that i've done any type of business without my best friend on board there was when i went to the rigs then he went to the rigs six months behind me (laughs) (laughs) right so so you guys were the perfect team kind of that's it yeah i like that that's cool yeah um so after business and fighting now like where do you see the future taking you what do you what do you think is coming down the line oh so and and this is this is where i where i said that when i said i don't fully care 
what the business is. It's, I've always wanted to make money. This is the grown up side of me starting to kick in because now I know you need money to live, mm -hmm. but I can't live without seeing my kids every day. So <clears throat> I also don't want to live without doing martial arts every day. So I think the progression for me, uh, I'm working on my, you know, quotation master's degree right now is how I look at it. And, you know, I'm a brown belt in jujitsu right now. I'm progressing in my fighting career. I'm working towards all these things that are going to benefit me later on down the road, right? And I've already started putting together thoughts and, you know, writing down notes for a gym, right? I think that's what a lot of people want to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think you just... You, you have to have a really good business model. And I think that for myself, I've got, again, well, I've got my wife there who's, you know, she's got a public relations degree and stuff like that, right? And anything I do, we're going to do hand in hand, right? But me having the background in just, <coughs> in, in just like running a business is going to be so beneficial to opening a gym. Because it's more than just, oh, I was really good. So come train with me. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. There's people that are hacks that are making millions off in every, everything, yeah. right? So that's where I uh, see myself not being a hack, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I see myself as getting my black belt, um, you know, once I'm retiring from fighting or maybe not, right? Opening my own gym. And I've already started putting together like my business model, what I really want it to be, right? And uh, in that spot there, it's, you know, like uh, I've talked with my wife about her having some stuff there and she would like to be a yoga instructor and, you know, take her by her class and do things like that, right? So I think it's a, about finding the right place for it at that point because things become super saturated, yeah. right? And like, like, Sorry, mouth's dry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the Halifax area right now is just, it's a good thing because it means that the martial arts community is growing, yeah, right? Definitely. Because there's a need because every club, the doors are staying open mm -hmm. and you see everything on social media for everybody's gym. The mats are packed, right? Mm -hmm. That's great. But I think I'll probably go a little bit little bit further out then I'll, I'll be in like the sackful mount uniac area okay yeah right and that's where i plan on like we're building our house here soon right mm -hmm. and it's going to be out in mount uniac so i would like to have a place that's you know close to home it doesn't have to be right around the corner but some place that's kind of close to home and where i can be all the time but my kids can also be all the time yeah right i think that's that's the biggest thing in my life right beyond fighting beyond anything i am such a sap now for my kids mm -hmm. it's it's um i don't even know i never seen this coming right mm -hmm. i didn't think this is who i was as a person i was like oh you know first kid i was like oh i'm having a kid okay cool right you getting ready i'm like you know i guess ready as i can be I'll do a couple stretches here <laughs> you know i feel good <clears throat> but then you know y you have the kid and then they tell you that they love you Oh, man. And the blue eyes on your kids. Oh, my, my heavens. God. Yeah. They have some seriously blue eyes. Yeah, they'll it's, get you. They'll get you every time, <laughs> right? But no, I think that's that's definitely the progression for me is I want to have a gym and I want to teach martial arts until until the day I die. That's so awesome. And it's so <coughs> encouraging uh, for me to see you want to do that, too, because you have such a root in the foundations of health, too, which I'm so passionate about. Um, and just kind of like going back to, you know, involving your kids and stuff. I usually end a lot of the podcasts on something that um, you would instill in the future generations or how um, like a note that you could leave them with for um, how to get to where you are. or How did you overcome everything that you did or s just kind of like, a, yeah, your final thoughts on that. So I think to get to where I'm at, there's a lot easier route, <laughs> right, which is kind of why I want to teach martial arts because I'm full into it. I think martial arts is the way. You don't have to do it. You don't have like you don't have to do it full time. You don't have to be a competitor. It's not what I'm saying. I think that it just is a great way to kickstart, you know, these these little tykes, 
coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Just gives them discipline. It gives them something to do. And then if they want to progress into it, that's great. If not, then, you know, then they can go on and do what they want, but they have like a good base for, for their discipline there. But also what I want to instill and what we've talked about is just eating healthy because that's something that's so new, <laughs> but it's so old, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, it's like it's brand new and it's such a, like I'm trying to get my parents to do it and everything like that. Like, uh, and they're, they're coming along mm-hmm. slowly, right? But that's something that I want to have ingrained in a gym that I have. I want people to know about eating healthy and that that is what will give you longevity in everything. You know, I <coughs> love the sounds of that for <laughs> sure. Um, so, Brad, I know you and I could like sit. Well, we do all the time. Sit for down sure. and chat about all this stuff. So I'm sure we'll have you back and, and catch Definitely. up on all the cool stuff that Ben Greenfield's doing. But thanks for being so open today and sharing yeah. kind of your story with us. And we'll talk soon. Anytime. See ya. See ya. Wow, so much was covered on that one. Brad's story is incredible. Um, if you guys want to follow along with Brad, you can find him at the criminal underscore MMA and me at sports.cokes. <laughs>